I saw this video of another podcast. This guy was like, oh yeah, one day my friend just texted a group of 25 of us in WhatsApp and was like, we're in Survivor now. Mm. And all you guys, each week we're going to vote somebody out. You saw that? Yeah. Dude, if you could get a number of people and just each week vote someone out, that would be so fun. I love it. The you just and there's no rhyme or reason there's no challenges there was like a random hidden immunity idol that he yeah. did in his like his profile of whatsapp but it's just like texting people on the side like let's have an alliance and vote this person out and that's it dude that is so elite how is this different than um among us pretty yeah pretty similar pretty similar but it's like over the course of like two months and you also, have 25 people that you're voting out one a week even less reasons um, than to vote people out than yeah <laughs> yeah I, I just thought that was hilarious i'm like if we could get enough people that would be so much fun yeah i would be super in on that you think my mouth looks like a cyclops eye what the hell did you just say bro you <laughs> did you not watch season nine of the office um big fan question mark when they're doing November <laughs> and Pete goes with his mustache and Aaron, mm-hmm. while they're being all flirty, she goes, I can't even look at your face. It looks like your mustache is the eyebrow to your mouth and your mouth is a third eye, like a Cyclops. That is such a niche reference. I can, I respect you for being that much <laughs> of a fan. That is incredible. I'm a bigger fan of eight and nine than I think most everybody. Yeah, dude, I think Robert California is the best character. The the second best character. Okay, that's fair. I can take but that. I agree. I agree 100%. Yeah. But like, he's one that like the more I times the I, watch, I think he's the best actor. Oh, far. The more away. times I watch, yeah. I'm like, he's hilarious, dude. Just stupid. Well, dude. well, yeah. let's not. We got a really, really solid six, Pretty six big. seasons of Steve Carell there. Um, he was Steve Carell. He was acting as ass so off. good. But um, James Spader is like elite seven seasons i think you're right yeah like six and a half to um but but season one was not a good one so i will yield to your six seasons (laughs) (laughs) um i was gonna say creed bratton also all world really good yeah highest per of any sitcom ever probably (laughs) oh Um, yeah he's probably one and then toby's got to be two like toby's Toby's really good he's not in every episode but his quality quality starts from him yeah, I agree. Parks and Rec does this thing where they're all stars, which we I don't like. Dude, yeah, Adam Scott is. I just love him. You know what else he's really good in, Michael? Don't tell me. Should I know? God, it's this new show within the last year or two. Um, <laughs> fuck, right on the tip of the no, tongue. I think I know what this one is. It's uh, it's succession. Uh, it's not succession. It's scissoring. No, uh, <laughs> it's soaking. It's severity. Soaking. Severity. Uh, God, it's, it's right on the tip. Bryce, of the Bryce, are you? I feel like you would be a big Bryce, fan of it, Bryce. Have you seen it? Do you know? I don't think anyone's ever seen it. <laughs> spin me. Spin zone, Michael. Let me spin those. Spin zone this one real quick. She she lost her idol. That sucks. Mark this down. I don't know what minute we're in in this pod, this episode, but I'm saying it right now. If Carson isn't in fire, then shame on me, egg on my face. How big of a bathtub does he have?
And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Thanks for listening to Voting in the Majority. I am Andrew Harvey. I am joined, as always, by my favorite Tika threesome, Bryce Mulder and Michael Gutierrez. We are staying strong till the end. I would play my idol for either of you. We had a great episode of Survivor. We're excited to talk about it. Um, Michael, how are you doing this evening? I I, I hear you got an exciting podcast episode in store for us. I'm I'm really pumped for that. I'm really doing great. The fact that you just said Tika 3 made me, I mean, it brought back, I think, all the nostalgia in the entire world. Um, off the cuff, too, I think, maybe? A little bit. Yeah, um, I'm doing really well. Uh, I am fresh off of meeting my second favorite Survivor character of this entire season. Um, we'll get into that more later, but I'm just, I'm doing, I'm doing freaking great. What a tease. Listeners, you better keep stick around because we got a we got a fun episode for you guys. Bryce, how's your day been? I'm so good. I'm so happy to be talking about this episode. I've gone back and forth. I told Michael last night it was a 10 out of 10 episode. I've bumped it down to 9.8 out of 10 and I can explain why. But I will say if we're the Tika three, then I'm Jam Jam. Michael is Carolyn and Harvey (laughs) Carson. That just feels on on point um i feel like we're all comfortable with that also i'm okay with real that quick, before hard before we get into how you're doing um what a how blessed that we get to do this for a living guys <laughs> what, a, what a fucking gig we got here that's all uh, shout out to spotify um they treat us right uh we really appreciate them i'm doing great uh i was listening to tyson's podcast uh on the way to and from the uh driving range this afternoon uh they had a guest on who made a, a great comparison that really, really excited me of the Tika three to the I two four. Wow. I, I feel like it's beautiful. We've kind of, we kind of missed that one. It feels right up our alley. And I, I don't know if we've said that on the pod yet, but. um, I think we've said it. I think we have. I think okay. there's a super fan out there that can fact check us. We can, okay. yeah, go check a couple episodes go, but I think we compared them to the I two four. And then we also talked about the brains tribe from Kageyan. And depending on how this season shakes out, it's feeling more I-2-4 with a winner compared to Kageon, just final. Yeah. Yeah. It would be really fun um, if the Tika three were the uh, final three. Um, We've got lots of, we got lots of opinions about Carson's life in the show and edit they've given him. Mm, Life or death. Yeah. um, Just, I feel like we got a long pod in store of us tonight so just to zoom out a little bit and give the listeners a little history of us the i24 is a really a really big deal um to this podcast mm-hmm. um we we all were roommates in college at one point or another uh and there was a fourth member who is uh not a member of this podcast he uh he's doing bigger and better things right now but True. uh we 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 likened ourselves to the i24 so it's a nostalgic throwback to to think of them fondly you know, I had someone tell me that they didn't like Cook Islands. Did you immediately eliminate them from your life? Well, I, I thought differently of them. Yeah. I, I completely took away my thought of their Survivor fandom. How do you not like Cook Islands, man? Cook Islands feels like um, a really perfect entry into understanding what survivor wants survivor to be with the mm-hmm. social dynamics the everything that they bring into play and you, you just get the greatest 
to I think three greatest three characters, like three of the top seven characters of all time, I'd say, with Par, oh. Fuel, and Ozzy. Dude, Jonathan Pen- Penner's Penner. in that season too. I mean, Penner was an like, asshole there for a few seasons, to be honest with you guys, yeah, but he does yeah. come around. Um, but dude, that's that's a top four, and then you throw Cassidy in, or not Cassidy. Um, good, yes, Candace. Uh, Candace. And then if you Candace get, is you your get, fifth best player. You've got romance. You've got douchebags. You've got intellectuals. You've got studs. It's yeah. just tremendous. Yeah. And and by romance, I hope you're talking about. Um, oh my gosh, Billy! I'm thank talking you. about Billy. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I two four. It's so good, and that's what makes the realization that this three is as great as we think they are has just been like rooting for Steph Curry since 2007. You know what I mean? It's like, whoa, how lucky are we? How lucky? Oh, we'll get into more about how incredible this season is, but let's, let's hop into the episode. Let's hop into the episode. Um, Franny goes home last week. Um, No. Yeah. Cheers, Michael. This is for the Tika three viewers listeners at home we're we're an alcohol friendly podcast we don't discriminate um we're going to take a quick drink to start this one off alcohol free beer that's a bummer um yeah starting this episode off franny went home last episode and i think i think it's important to note at least for myself i think franny really messed up um when she could have dropped off the uh the challenge and let matt win tribe immunity a while back and Ooh. uh she would have still had immunity i think it came back to bite her there we're down in numbers there were eight people left having one person whose vote you know is on your side um is invaluable so that was just in my mind at the top of the episode carolyn is pissed um she is not happy because she was left in the dark um can't believe jam jam would do that to her it is awful worst thing anyone's ever done and then he points out well he you did kind of do that to me. Uh, Once. A couple of votes. Once. Oh, only one time, damn it. But um, I I felt personally, and I think I'm a bit of a, a homer for my girl, Carolyn. Uh, I felt she was more righteous in her frustration than other people at times this season. But mm-hmm. uh, again, same thing. You, someone gets left out of the vote. They come back to camp and they are pissed. It It's interesting because... She did it to Jam Jam when it was like four people left, right? Or like in their tribe or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of game left. And again, we're a we are as about as Carolyn a pro Carolyn podcast as as there has been. There's a lot of game left to repair and explain, and we still got we've got to merge. We've got to do this. We got to do that. You're kind of on your island here with eight people, seven people, mm-hmm. and so I think that her feelings. And I think that her her feelings and her um, observations are usually very spot on and very justified, but she just cannot possibly go about it in a quiet, simple, this is what you're supposed to do on Survivor way. Mm-hmm. And that's, but she, she just gets out of it, dude. She has this way about her where they just let her do it and they understand that this is how she expresses her feelings and they just move on. It's so impressive. It's really incredible. It really is. And it goes to just who Carolyn is and why she's just one of the greatest characters of all time. But Mm -hmm. speaking about the Jam Jam vote out or almost vote out, like Carolyn switched, like she took somebody from another tribe and voted with them rather than voting with him. You know, like Mm -hmm. that felt way worse 
in terms of impacting Jam Jam's game or whatever, then then Jam Jam just voting a different way to get somebody out. You know, like they're still right. with Carolyn and everything. So it's and it's that, interesting. That Brandy vote was not particularly close, or was it particularly? No, close? let me let me was, go check. I'm pretty sure um, it was it was a Brandy blowout, four, but... Danny one, Heidi two. Yeah. yeah. So Franny, so Franny and Carolyn voted Heidi, and I don't remember who voted Danny. Yeah, yeah. Heidi voted Danny. Yep, oh, Heidi yeah. voted Danny. That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah, because then we we yeah. yeah we'll get into that in a second. So before we get into that, I think obviously Carolyn had her episode once, but we wake up the next day, and this is maybe the most healthy symbiotic relationship driven tribe that I've ever seen. On Survivor, all seven of them on the beach, meditating, talking about how grateful they are for each of each of the other ones, like talking about just enjoying the experience, being great. Do when Danny said, sometimes I just thank myself to be able to run, jump, leap. That was incredible. Like that was was, just that's real. Mm -hmm. And it speaks to yeah, it just hit. It just hit. Yeah, it speaks to like the impact of survivor like these people are there you're separating yourself like you're going to your most your bare bones your roots and just kind of discovering yourself in a way i'm sure they're all like wow even carson was speaking last night about like you know i've just battled demons and all these other things insecurities that like it's really it's got to be an incredible experience man it's worth a million dollars and wow what i what i really think is super because we enjoy these characters more than we've enjoyed the final seven, you know, I think ever. Yeah. I, I think that really they've just chosen to get rid of toxic people. Like I, I genuinely think that like toxicity is a really big driver for how these seven people have voted the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, that that is a reason why they made the decision to vote the way that they did this tribal too. Like, I think that yeah. it's just a really it's a testimony to where we are at. Obviously survivors are a reflection on society. I think society is moving towards mental health and all this good stuff. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's really actually like very cool to see in a, in a real moment, you know, I normally I come with the hot takes, but this is yeah, actually really, really fun. No, hundred percent. And like, obviously Danny was the most toxic left, but I got to give some respect to Danny in terms of like, when they're doing the meditation, like oh. Danny loves connecting and being with his breath. Like he, even though sometimes he can come off as a dick, like he still is very respectful. Like he might've said it the wrong way, but he was like, you know, Carolyn needs her space. Like she'll be fine in a minute. Seriously. Like, so like, even though he's the most toxic left, like Danny is, he's still a good dude. Like I respect Great. him for keeping the the culture kind of a good vibe compared to, I don't think like, you know, if we had a John Robert out there, I, that's, <laughs> No exactly. one's meditating. Oh <laughs> He's gone first three votes. Oh, 100%. Uh, I will say, like, please say it. I will say for Danny, toxic in his relationship, like maybe with the tribe members and Carolyn in particular, easily a top three favorite for me on this season. He was oh, such he's a so freaking good. stud. He was he's so awesome. Good. He was so I, good. Some of us hit our daily affirmations every day. I like to hit that Brandon, Carolyn um danny scene <laughs> from the retreat every day just to remind myself you know what i don't like about danny just to keep an edge mm-hmm. because everyone mm-hmm. is so likable but i gotta yeah. keep an edge so uh danny i know you're listening it's not you're you're 
you're the balls, man. You're sick. All right. That's all I got to say. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I want to jump into the next part of this episode, but I want to say about Danny is that he is so in touch with what's going on, but so out of touch with what's going on at the same time. It's just incredible. Like he's not completely out of touch like Jamie, but like this man will believe anything that is a lie and will just not believe anything that's the truth. He he is just trusting Heidi. Jam Jam told him Heidi voted for you. Danny does not care. Danny does not care. And so that's that's really the next part of this episode. Like, how does he not understand how does he not trust Jam Jam enough? If no one's admitting to the vote, it was probably Heidi. Yeah. Um, one other thing, real quick, before we move on from the mindfulness thing. My first thought when this when we saw this. I'm so excited for 90 minute episodes next year. Mm. We're going to get so much more of just the camp life and people doing things and interacting and just being normal. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. That would have been uh, a help in this vote for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, about Danny and Heidi in particular, this is like at least the third or fourth time this year that someone has told someone something and been a hundred percent honest and told them the truth. And the person heard them and was like, no, I don't think I believe you. And it's, it's like, it's it's hilarious as a viewer i am just like every single time i'm like dude it is right in front of your face but you are just choosing to ignore it yeah and like people are people are like oh you know they don't trust anyone on the island but you are trusting somebody you're trusting heidi like you are taking these blatant lies and taking them as truth and then the truth as lies it's just it's incredible that it just continues to happen this season like absolutely incredible well, and it's like what we're what we're pissed about like we hate that everyone shares everything with everyone and it's yeah. like the but what i hoped is like guys like stop fucking sharing but what's really happening is they're still sharing and now people are people's trust is so entrenched in individuals mm-hmm. that it doesn't matter what you share and we're almost seeing like you know how like um <clears throat> we are actually usually politic free um but like you know how like like far left-wing people and far right-wing people like you say like well, you kind of meet on the other side. I think that we're kind of seeing that like you have so much open honesty that like you can't trust, like you don't trust what anyone says anymore because it's just been that way for so long. Mm. Uh, But I love watching people say, like justify to themselves that someone's 100% truth is not. It's incredible. And I we'll get into this, but in a little bit, but the difference in professions, the EMT training or the firefighter training of Danny and his ability to understand people compared to Carolyn being a therapist and a drug counselor and her having to actually, her mm-hmm. BS meters through the roof. Like she understands like when people are lying to her, like it is incredible to see the difference in those two characters and their ability to decipher what people are saying. And I feel like Carolyn's just been in so many different situations and life experiences that Mm -hmm. she's just seen it all and danny's probably been i mean through enough but like it's probably been more or less the same people and like the same kind of interactions so carolyn like you said just has that meter where the second someone starts messing with her whatever it's just through the roof and she figures it out instantly yeah which is why young people really struggle on survivor generally carson absolutely carson's been doing a really good job for for how young he is he's like he's with it he's aware of what's going on Carson is, he's amazing, man. I, I, and I, they gave him so much credit last night and it's credit where credit's due. It's incredible. He's done such a good job, especially for his age, like you're saying, Harf. 
So let's move into what was the, what did we see? We saw the, the lonesome foursome there, the non-Tika members. Yeah, yeah. They were all trying, they realized, hey, we're kind of in a sticky situation now. Tika kind of is running this game. So their first move is to say, let's vote off Jam Jam or Carson. This is the first yeah. time that they've noticed the Tika threesome as being a threat. They've kind of noticed Jam Jam or Carson individually as being their own threats, but they've just been mm-hmm. oblivious to the three of them just moving and shaking and controlling the game. And from the viewer's eye, Carolyn's dominating this shit. And mm-hmm. it becomes the target is on those three. And who's the only name that we don't hear mentioned? It's freaking Carolyn. She's Damn. out having a magical experience in the ocean. She's finding crabs. She's putting them in her hair. She's putting them on her finger. She's doing whatever the fuck she wants to do. But when push comes to shove, she's going to she's gonna do what's best for her, her dogs. <laughs> she really is. It's just, I know that I'm spouting it, but I just want to say, yes. Carson or Jam Jam. Um, and I think that they land on Jam Jam. Danny Definitely. is like, we got to get Jam Jam out. And Heidi is like, guys, this is going to be very tough for everybody. I think that it's going to be very difficult to write this name down. And Danny's mm-hmm. like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Danny's like, this is... Heidi, are you good? Like, yeah. We good. But... Danny is so businesslike. It's incredible. Um, I think Jam Jam's the right person to end on, though. In Agreed. terms of who's the biggest threat, everyone loves Carson, but everyone really loves Jam Jam, and he's battled some votes, but he's just people love him. He's just a a fun loving guy, you know. I I feel like he's dealt with adversity in the exact way that we would preach it in high in twenty twenty, like hindsight twenty twenty. That is, mm-hmm. like he lets it roll off his back. He approaches it with a little bit of humor. He gives it some attention, and then he lets it go. Like he's just really really good about mm-hmm. that. And we talked about that even when he received a vote, like he's not coming back yelling at people like, like, sorry to my queen, Carolyn, but mm-hmm. she, like, he we just did. handles it differently. <laughs> so. um, which brings us to the challenge, no harm? It brings us to asterisk italic font, the asterisk <laughs> challenge. Um, listeners of this pod um uh, before we started oh. uh throwing throwing it up on spotify no um we're, we're big fans of this one so i i don't really know how to describe it other than it's it's waterboarding but on national <laughs> television for a million dollars more or less i love that that that's an incredible explanation um it, it looks horrifying uh I can't imagine doing it. I get. I think once you're probably in the situation and, and you've been out there for a long time, you got this mindset going. You can probably wrap your brain around it and get get pumped up for it. But if someone just said to me right now, "Hey, go out there and you know go head to head versus this person, and if you win, you get a thousand bucks or whatever," I don't know if I could could rile myself up to do it. It looks freaking scary. I'm not winning it. I'm finishing top four top three like i'm gonna wait until the water gets up to my mouth but i'm not winning it there's no chance that sounds like a um confessional that jam jam had before uh before the the, the vote but, or before the um the challenge but if you can imagine you know maybe like track or cross-country athletes can relate I think our, you know, a, a team that I was a part of used to go through some workouts with a, miss, a famous lieutenant colonel. Like just when you're about to start something and you know that you're going to be pushed to your breaking point and that is the only situation that you're going to be confronted with, 
that's just a really sickening feeling. And on 25, 25 days of being on Survivor, isn't that what they're at right now? Or something like that. You're around there. No, it can't be. No, it can't be. It's going to be like 22 20, right? or 23. <clears throat> um, it's just to to go through like processing, like, okay, this is going to be our challenge. And then to go attack it the way specifically Jam Jam did is just really impressive. Mm-hmm. And we saw like Lauren was struggling, dude. Lauren, mm-hmm. it was yeah. the, the fear takes over. And that's the whole challenge is like, how much can you control your fear? You know, so, but I will say I had two favorites going into that, uh, into that challenge. And they were both Puerto Rican. And that's how it shook. Sh- sh- I can't speak. That's how it shook out right there. So, shit. Were they your favorite because they were Puerto Rican or it just happened to be that? No, they were my favorites because they were Puerto Rican. And the scene before we saw, um, because Jam Jam's always talking about him in the water, him in the beach, him and his husband, you know, swimming. And then when Mm -hmm. Carolyn's out in the water, Jam Jam's swimming with Carolyn. Like, like you're really good at picking up those little details. You always catch those. I just feel the vibes i did have a question i i should have rewound it i was being lazy but i'm pretty sure as the challenge was starting someone said that they made this in their bathtub and was and had been practicing you know who fucking said it was it carson yeah Yeah, what a fucking okay like what the fuck that's hilarious how big of a bathtub does he have (laughs) (laughs) it's not fit me or you harv we're not yeah. you you guys you guys were dogging mgm for saying that he had set this up and done it in his in his backyard you guys both kind of dogged him a little bit mm-hmm. and i said i think people are going to forget about it but there's like no i mean i guess we haven't seen but a, a, a reason to vote carson out was not like he practices challenges they did say he was good at puzzles we got to that in a little bit and i'm excited to touch on but, that in a, in a bit uh, Carson um, hasn't won a challenge yet, though. He he's he's, he's kind of won a couple challenges. He won a couple team challenges on his own. Okay, you know, I kind of. A, that. I'm not gonna say Boston Rob. I'm not gonna say it. So, but I'm just saying, like, he has some of those, like, put the team on your back in these puzzle moments type of thing. Mm. I did not say that. I like it. I like. I, I'll take that. Um, but there's a lot of people that don't win a challenge their first time around. Tony didn't win a challenge his first time around. His first two times he didn't want to challenge. Like that's right. I remember yeah. on Winners of War, he I forgot he played Game Changers. Yeah, <laughs> if well, he, he didn't played... have many opportunities yeah. to win challenges and Game enough. Changers. <laughs> oh, anyway, great uh, challenge. Jam shout jam. out Jam Jam. Shout out Jam Jam's little celebration at the end of that. Uh, Amazing. Ooh, also Love that guy. Also mid challenge, Jeff just Jeffing it up dig it dig deeper you can do it yelling and whatever and then we get lauren on the bench just talking some shit and making fun of him i I love that we we need people (laughs) on the island and danny does it a bit at the end which i know we're gonna spend at least 10 minutes on just taking jeff out of his comfort zone and he's used to being in charge and everyone just following what he's doing just throw a throw a a little curveball at him every now and then i like it. it just to go back to the yoga thing like seeing how happy everyone was for Jam Jam, like they were jumping in the water and shit. Like that is just so cool. Okay. I did have a question about that though, because one of the last things we saw before going to the challenge was Danny planning to get Jam Jam out. And then he's the first one in the water cheering for Jam Jam. And I was like, you fucker, you just were talking about voting him out. Like dude, it's that, all a game. I think, no emotion. I think it transcends that, dude. Like you think as, it was genuine? As he and... says, 
as he says, there's business and then there's friendship. And those are separate. You're probably right. You're probably right. Because I thought I thought it was a genuine Danny moment. He he's a better man than I. I could not separate the two. I could not to that level, I could not separate the two. I'm not Carolyn level, but I'm I'm more in the middle somewhere. Uh, Um I think I think we gotta take a quick break, but uh coming up out of this break, we're gonna get into this this conversation. Carolyn radar goes dinging. I'm really excited to talk about her. Michael, Michael's got a few thoughts to share with us uh, as well. I really do. I'm excited actually to to lead it off with my proclamation. So we'll see you guys on the other side. And we're back. Thanks for sticking through those ads and helping us pay the bills around here. Um, Michael, we, we left off uh, early on in the pod. The, the listeners are on a cliffhanger. We told them you met um, one of our favorite Survivor uh, contestants, and we we never followed up on who it was or how romantic of an occasion it was for the two of you. So please, please fill us in. Um, <clears throat> appreciate how appreciate you reminding me. Uh, yeah, so I was heading to um, I was heading out of Boston and was at the airport and uh someone just like barely jumped in front of me in the security line. Um, so I'm walking and then they like turned or, you know how we go, you know, we got mazes these days in the, uh, in the airport <laughs> security turned around and I'm like, yo, this is Franny from the, from fucking survivor. That's and incredible. She, and, and, uh, we get to, uh, like the, um, part where you go through security, like once you've already been checked in and, I straight up said to her, I said, hey, are you, uh, sorry, excuse me, are, are you Franny? And she takes her mask down. Oh, she had a mask on. That's also very mm-hmm. important. Takes her mask down and says, yes, we have a tremendous conversation. Both Minnesotans living out here in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Um, she was delightful. She was a sweetheart. She brought up Matt, like without me even asking about him. These two are in love, y'all. <laughs> it was so cute. So uh, expect to see Franny out in the bay sometime soon. That's my spoiler. Oh shit! I wow. think she gave me a little of a little bit of a real spoiler though. Ooh, Bryce, Bryce, weren't you asking about this last night? I did. I did text you and I asked. Okay. Yeah. So one thing that Franny did say was, she asked me if I would like to go on Survivor. Like, do I ever think about going on the show? And I was like, uh not really. Like I got into it super late, started in 2020 or during the pandemic with my buddies. Um, and I don't know if I'd really be like cut for it. Cause I said, I feel like everyone's a super fan now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, just continuing that narrative. Everyone's a super fan now. Cause a lot of my takes are based on it, but and she goes, no, my season, you'd be very surprised. Interesting. Like you'd be very surprised. Like people, like they're, like people played and were not first time or were not like long time survivor fans. Yeah. And it kind of makes me think that maybe someone that's not a long time survivor fan wins this one. Interesting. But like, and maybe they kind of play on that in the final tribal. That's what I'm taking from that. Then not really. I'm going to run with it. I lean to exactly what Harv just said. What's that? Did you not that's, say Carolyn? That's that's what that sounded like to me was Carolyn. Uh, Has she? I was th- I have I thought that I should look up you know how uh, how big fans they were, but I haven't done it yet. 
Yeah, I mean, you're really looking at three people. It's a three-man race. It's a three-horse race at this point. And so I feel like out of the three of them, Carolyn's probably the least. That's true. But can I just say, out of anybody from this season that you could have seen in the airport, Franny has got to be one or two. Come on, top two or three. I told her I was like, I'm, like I said, we're both Minnesotans. She's from St. Paul. I'm from Stillwater. And I said, oh, I'm also from Minnesota. I'm from Stillwater. And as soon as I said that, she goes, Carolyn's from Stillwater. And it was just like a very <laughs> cute. And I straight up said, I think her profile said she was from Hugo. Um, <laughs> and she was like, oh, really? You know, she was just, uh, it was cool. That's, That's all. awesome. Um one last thing about that interaction. One thing Michael did not talk about with Franny is voting in the majority, the greatest survivor podcast. And I feel like that is about as big of a missed opportunity as anyone has ever seen ever. So I'll just throw that out there for the fans. Huge, huge, huge misfire. Um, you just shortness of breath. I was, I was a little starstruck. I, she is beautiful. I think she's beautiful. And, um, I just was just tremendous. I do want to know real quick, how surprised were you guys when you saw that picture on your phone? Very surprised. You, you didn't preface it at all. You just dropped the photo. Yep, just uh, sent it. I can't remember what I was doing, but I was in the middle of something and I audibly like said under like under my breath, like, holy shit or something like that. Mm-hmm. And whoever I was with was like, what? I was like, ah, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I woke up to it and I was like, holy cow, that's wild. Bryce She's not little, at all what I expected. A little cleaner mouth than uh <laughs> <laughs> expletive filled Harv over here. Um so Jam 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 wins immunity. Excited Ooh, for him. I'm sorry, I need my to make my proclamation. Oh, right back on the soapbox. Get over there. 30 <laughs> seconds. Michael Michael said he needed a one minute a one minute <laughs> monologue. And this man's been talking for about five minutes so far. Hey, it's Franny. I we I met Franny, him. dude. Okay, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you um and the one minute was for just the proclamation so everyone sit tight keep your seatbelts on we're we're just (laughs) landing the plane um lauren and jamie are the two people on this cast that i really do not like that much um kind of coming at them for no reason right now but just want to say and i'm making a proclamation that if either of those two wins this season for how great this season has been and how all worthy all the winners would be, I will not watch 45. Wow. That's how, that's what I'm willing to put on this. Heavy stakes. I'm I'm okay with it. I I feel like that's a correct answer, but I also feel like Jamie and Lauren are not winning this season. We're at a point of no return, and I just don't think they have a single chance in hell to win this season. I will do like some sort of like fantasy football style losers punishment if either of them win this season. That's for the podcast. So wow, we'll see. What's, I, we'll have to decide on what it'll be, but I'm willing to put that on 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 the. Can on, I give an option real quick? Yeah. How about you go out in Boston? I don't know where is a big place in Boston. Maybe in front of Fenway, and hold a flat Earth rally, and I need you to pick it with signs, <laughs> and try and convince convince people that flat, the flat earth oh. is real i think if you had given me at least 30 oh. guesses for what bryce was gonna say <laughs> that's not where i would have gone with it i was thinking like the you know perkins 24-hour pancake thing. <laughs> yeah that, <laughs> like that. that's where um, i was or dress up in something stupid or whatever oh uh, 
I don't know if I can lay that down, but we'll we'll talk about it offline and then we'll uh, let the podcast. We'll circle out. back. But anyway, um, Jam Jam wins immunity. I agree with Bryce. I don't think we're at a huge risk for that, but I hope it doesn't happen because the uh, the podcast would be a little awkward uh, next season with Michael <laughs> just sitting there like, I'm sure it was a good episode. Yeah, it sounds sounds like it. Um, yeah. Anyway, Jam Jam wins immunity. We get a little. Uh, tidbit on the way back to camp that this is the last tribal uh that people are allowed to play their shot in the dark does not come to fruition no one plays it but um interesting to know i think we only got two one who else played it this year um, two jamie and mgm both played MGM, on the first night jamie yeah so um we got our first shot in the dark to hit this year jamie got it it did not matter what an um, awful person to ever be the first to get that shot in the dark. No offense, Jamie. You are a darling. <laughs> You're a good person, but I hate your name in the history books. It reminds me of who didn't who was the first person to do the um three boxes thing and did it right. Oh yeah. Um but it was a great player. It was uh Erica one and no, Deshaun. Deshaun. It was I thought that was a great no, same same boat, Bryce. You didn't think yeah. that was a good no, I'm with you. I'm with okay. You. Anyway. It's anyway, that it was her. Jam Jam wins immunity. He had been the target prior to immunity. Um, non Tika comes back. Danny, Heidi, Lauren, Jamie, and settle on Carson um, as the uh, target here. They it seems like um, the they're just kind of going about it pretty blatantly though in in their lie spreading. Uh, they're just kind of telling Tika their plan straight up. Um, exactly what they're going to do oh we're all on the same page this is easy don't worry about it none of the tika three are dumb enough to fall for this as if they've as if they've ever done that (laughs) yeah yeah i mean too comfortable it's the it's like you can't say that name you can't say voldemort right like is that the one yeah like voldemort you can't (laughs) say you can't say a winery in walla walla thank you You can't say this is an easy vote. It's just automatically you are going to go home. Like, it's just the way Survivor works, man. You just can't do it. I, it felt it felt like uh, I didn't think that Survivor gave him that like confessional moment where he's like, it's an easy vote. I felt like it was like I didn't realize that he was going to be in danger. I think I was a little bit. Oh, Danny. Yeah. No, absolutely. But he was like, oh, no. Or who it was. I think. Heidi might have said, oh, it's easy. Like, mm. I think they're not going to see this coming. Like, you know, you just, that's the way it right. goes. It's never black and white. Like, never. And so Carolyn in particular sniffs this out um, pretty quick and just is like, like we said earlier, the the vibes are through the roof. She just knows that Carson is the vote. She goes up to Danny and says to Danny, you know what? I think, I think I, I kind of want to vote Carson out. Like, should we do that? And Danny just, trips over his freaking words in his mouth and is like, ah, it, uh, no, no, it's not the time to do that. No, we can't, we can't do that. And Carolyn's just staring at him like, dude, are you kidding me? <laughs> I, this, is, this is right after Danny tells her the plan and she goes, is this the real fa- plan or is this the fake plan? Yeah. <laughs> Clearly grilling him and he just misses the boat entirely. Oh, she's incredible, man. She's incredible. Yeah. Um, so then she goes uh, back to Carson, tells him uh, that she's getting vibes. It might be him. Doesn't tell him yet 
that she has the idol that comes a little bit later. Carson says he's feeling claustrophobic. Um, I imagine if he's feeling claustrophobic now, he wasn't feeling great during the challenge. Um, so Carson <laughs> then goes out and starts scrambling a little bit. Um, nothing super impressive, but he tries to talk to Jamie and Lauren a little bit. And then this is, um, we were talking offline, Bryce, you wanted to give some flowers to um, Carolyn, I believe this episode. And I said, I had some flowers for someone else. Jamie, for, for once, I got to give it to her an astute observation that Carson, because she's weighing her and Lauren are kind of in the middle. They're saying we could vote Danny, we could vote Carson. Because Carson is a bigger challenge threat than Danny because he's good at puzzles. And Carol, or not Carolyn, excuse me, Jamie is right. Finally, mm. someone says it out mm. loud. The big muscle strong guy is not a threat in the uh, post-merge survivor. Mm -hmm. It is the puzzle guy. And she nailed it. So flowers to Jamie. Really proud of her. She promptly turns around and talks about how amazing she is. And she's the best player ever. <laughs> We're going <laughs> to pretend like that didn't happen. And just that she nailed the, the read on Carson versus Danny. Good for Jamie. She's shooting what, like one for 20 now? Shoot. hey Jason Tatum. said don't don't stop shooting that means you lost confidence man <laughs> one for 13 in the first three quarters you never know what jamie's got in the final in the final quarter oh man if she's got something in the locker for this <laughs> final quarter we might be in trouble michael we'll see you season 46 oh <laughs> brutal um yeah i then think we no, keep going. Sorry. I just wanted to say then we we see Carson with more fire in his fucking eyes. Yes. Again, constant fame. Thank you. Is this four? At least three. I remember three off the top of my head. It might be four. We are through the roof. Joey roof. thought it was five. It's I'm it's closer to five. Like in terms of his comment the first episode to Jam Jam, there was one where it wasn't fire in his glasses. It was him standing in front of the fire. And then we've seen fire in his glasses at least three times, maybe four. That's a good point. Like, it is at this point, I, I want to say this. It is too much. Survivor is, is blowing much. it, man. <laughs> so, like, mark this down. I don't know what minute we're in in this pod, this episode. But I'm saying it right now. If Carson isn't in fire, then shame on me, egg on my face. But, like, it's too much. No, Bryce, I'm going to protect you here. It's not shame on you. It is shame on them either way. This is ridiculous. What like, if he doesn't go to fire? What am I supposed Conspiracy to think about this? Conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theory. The last few seasons, Survivor's been throwing us a curveball with the winner every single season. And we, we think we know who it's going to be. Then they go out final five, final six. This season, we all think Tika is going to be the winner. Tika is going to be the winner, but Survivor still wants to throw us a curveball, so they they make us think all season. Carson's in fire. Carson's in fire. Nope, he goes home final five. Doesn't even get there. Shoot. Wow. It's not that wow. exciting of a conspiracy, but maybe. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It got me excited. Mm -hmm. <laughs> to be honest. Um. Yeah, it's... Uh... And, but that's the thing, right? It's like They just know they're fucking with us, and they're doing it just because they can. And that's where the mind control and give them giving us what we want is just getting to me. It is getting, yeah, it is it's it's bad. Just, yeah, had to. Um, but again, we don't we don't like to give too much credit to other podcasts. We really like what we're doing in house here. We think you guys should stay with us. 
but Tyson made a great point on his podcast and or maybe not great, but just different and interesting. He really likes the editing of the last few seasons because you don't know who's going to win. And he feels like it got a little too obvious where if you kind of figured out the edit, it was like, okay, once we get down to final six or seven, the person we've seen the most who's kind of in control, they're going to win. It's just how it goes. And that hasn't been happening. So it, it's it's a different side of the coin. We've been frustrated by it the last few seasons, but Survivor maybe is doing it intentionally to to keep us guessing so we don't feel like the show is as predictable. I like that. I think that's that that if they are doing that intentionally, that's that's nice. And like those last couple of seasons, they haven't had three people that could win or four people or wherever we're at. If you think Heidi could win right now, right? Like I think they have so many people that could win at this point. It's a little easier to kind of throw a mixed bag. The last couple of seasons, it's been like, oh, these two people have outplayed everybody. And but then if they, they go don't home win, early, and yeah. it's not that surprising. It makes sense almost. Yeah. Um, two things. One is if Heidi does, I think that Heidi's going home next time. I think that she peaked a little bit, and I think she's going home next time. Um, that's just a random one off. But, um, I think that it makes for a completely no idea what i was gonna say you guys keep going (laughs) well back to the episode um jamie and lauren talk and then we go to carolyn and carson again and carolyn tells carson that she has the idol he freaks out very exciting um but they're worried that danny might have an idol and this is setting up perhaps the longest vote in survivor history where carolyn takes about 20 minutes to figure out the numbers and if danny has an idol what will happen and do i play my idol do i not but they're very worried about that. Um, we get that mention, and then we go straight into tribal. Um, and it was a it was a good tribal. Um, Jam Jam comes in just strutting his stuff, shoving his shoving his chest forward. Look at me, I got the necklace. Um, the the jury was appropriately impressed. I don't think they ever that we saw mentioned what the challenge was, but I'm sure if they mentioned what the challenge was, it would have been even more impressive. Um, and then we get God a great tribal council exchange. It's just so Ca- good. Carolyn is in the thick of everything this season. She wears her heart on the, on her sleeve. She's a real ass person. There's, there's no fakeness with her. Um, and so her and Lauren, I believe, is that right? Have kind of a weird back and forth. Danny. It, just, it, it was start, Danny. It starts with something Danny said, and then Lauren kind of chimes in and Carolyn goes back mm. at Lauren. And it just, but also goes back at Danny. Like they're, goes they're back all, at Danny. Yeah. yeah. It it was honestly, I I'm 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 all up and down on Carolyn. You know, I've not been a Carolyn fan for the whole season, and I'll, I'll admit it. Like she wasn't my favorite right away. I think in this episode, I actually said, "Oh yeah," I said, "I'm jumping off the Carolyn bandwagon back on Heidi's train," and wow. then then later I said. I'm ready to have the Carolyn Goat conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it's a roller coaster. Yeah, it's a roller coaster with her, man. And like, but it's just moments like that. Like she was just, it was captivating. And it was like you just saw everything in her in her head just be like, I know I'm reading this right. I know I'm seeing everything. That's like, and it was, it was awesome to see. Um, and they also did such a poor job. Danny, Heidi, Lauren, Jamie, they did such a poor job about talking about the the vote like you knew where it was going they did a poor job danny with a just the most passive aggressive uh platitude ever when he goes well comparison's the thief of joy jeff and carolyn's <laughs> just her anger goes to level 12 instantly 
fuck you, Danny. <laughs> She's like, I know. That's why I'm saying this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, this tribal is another testimony to how this, while the edit is crazy in the last few seasons, this edit is running like a Carolyn highlight reel. It's, the whole thing is just the whole thing ridiculous. The whole thing. Wait, I'm gonna go. The P, yeah, the PER feels like it's really high, and she has the most minutes on the team. It's kind of one of those situations. Oh yeah, she's. Um, uh... But getting... then we're in tribal, and she starts kind of uh, chattering at Jeff too. Yeah, and, and Jeff says, "Carolyn, you just you look like you need a little sleep." oh god just if you've ever had a woman not happy with you if you want to make things worse <laughs> tell them to relax or that they're just tired or something like that I mean, it's just a, an express ticket to fucking unhappy town um and then we do our little goodbye to carson uh which is you know yeah sweet, so sweet. And it's happened sometimes and and i thought that they did a good job of making us feel like you know what it might happen yeah um, they absolutely did um, I was set and, on it. Wait, can I give you a number real quick? Please. Uh, Carolyn has 52 confessionals this season, an average of 4.7 an oh, episode. First place is Jam Jam with 58 at 5.2. Yeah. Wow. But the next closest is uh, Carson with 42. But wow. after that, it just drops off. <laughs> yeah. Like what? drops off. No one else is talking on the show. It's crazy. What do those three have in common, guys? Do we <laughs> goats? <laughs> goats. Um, yeah, so a, a vivacious tribal for sure. Uh, we get to the vote. Carolyn, like we said, takes a minute. She's weighing all the options, counting on her fingers, going back and forth. I gotta imagine at least she was standing there for at least 10 or 15 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honest, honestly, I skipped that part when I watched. <laughs> I had no idea that, that happened. It's a Dude, bummer. She was up there forever. That's she was the vote that was crossed out too. So <laughs> did, she wrote I someone's name down and then changed. Um, Lauren's name. She wrote Lauren's yeah. name down. I, I, I really am. I'm wondering how how long do you think an average like name writing down takes. Less a than a minute. Yeah. Less than a minute. 45 would be my bet. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere like that. You got to walk up there, write your name, leave. Like she she was taking a fat minute. But it, it, she needed all that time to make the right decision. So good on her. Yeah. Uh, so then we go to Jeff. Votes have been cast. If you have an advantage or an idol and you want to play it, now is the time to do so. No shots in the dark. As we mentioned earlier, we wait a beat. We wait another beat. We wait another beat. Then Jeff says, okay, I'll read the votes. And then Carolyn says, wait, Jeff. And then the entire jury goes, what? What's going on? <laughs> Franny, uh, Franny with a great, great facial reactions. The yeah. entire tribal. <laughs> they, they, they were eating it up. Um, Carolyn goes up, uh, plays her idol for Carson. The first two out of seven votes were for Carson. And then we saw one for Danny, one for Heidi. Heidi, one for Danny, one for Heidi, and a third for Danny. Danny goes home. Um, let's let's talk about the vote in a second. Let's get to the more important matter. 
um the de niro face is <laughs> an absolutely legendary exit Dude. jeff didn't know what to do with it no one knew whether they were allowed to laugh or if it was a real thing what was going on and he stuck with it for a healthy amount of time he was up there and just going 12, for it 12 put, to 14 put, seconds put my flame out jeff put it out <laughs> just oh my in gosh. it you just don't much work? yeah dude i thought it was tremendous um i think it speaks to how sweet of a dude this guy is but it was a good impression too let's not let's dude. not sleep on that he looked and i'm like glad he said the de niro face because you like you said he mm-hmm. looked like de niro he yes. really embodied it and got that got the uh, inclination of the voice and the face down it was, it was a lot of fun all right i'm gonna take the opposite side of you guys okay <laughs> i'm not a big fan of this one and here's you know a joke doesn't land if you have to go to your confessional and explain what the joke was like he had to go he for his exit interview he goes if jeff's gonna snuff my torch i gotta give him the de niro face like it didn't land the way he thought it landed but I do respect him changing Jeff's little attitude out there, making Jeff work for his money so he doesn't have to say the same thing over and over and over. So I do respect that, but I don't think it landed the way he wanted. I think it landed exactly. I think that it was tremendous. I think Jeff you're, was dead. Just I think you're dead wrong. But <laughs> Jeff was just standing there waiting for him to finish, and he just kept saying the same line over and over. And then Jeff was like, are you done? And he's like, one more time. <laughs> one more time one more time he just kept going it was so good but i was all i was paying attention to was how good the impression was i thought it, it was, was really, really good, good. That's what I'm saying. i thought it was good and i i enjoyed it i soaked up that moment and then uh flushed it so i would have loved if jeff just like snuffed the torch didn't say your tribe is spoken was just like get the fuck out of here i'm done with you <laughs> um so votes are three two two danny goes home Carolyn plays her idol for Carson. Bryce, you you mentioned earlier that this episode was a 9 out of 10 for you. It is also a 9 out of 10 for me. You guys, I watched the episode after you guys. You guys were hyping it up. It lived up to every single expectation. I loved yeah. it the entire way through. And then after it ended, I started thinking about it. And I was like, damn, I, I wish that the idol counted for something. It, it didn't matter in the, in the end. And Danny would have been voted out regardless. And I wish... They built the idol up the whole episode. Carolyn was talking about it early. She was talking about it middle. She was talking about it late. She played it. It was dramatic. The music was there. And then Danny would have gotten home regardless. And I, that felt like a little bit of a letdown to me. Um, obviously still an awesome episode. It's been a great season. The first two episodes were all timers. We're starting to bookend it a little bit with an awesome finish. I just wish we got that idol moment where it was a, just a slam dunk home run. Uh, great television scene. I spin zone spin zone it michael spin zone actually you can agree you can agree with hard first and then i'll spin zone yep i'm gonna 100 percent agree with hard real quick and keep our little annoying tag along for himself (laughs) (laughs) all i'm saying is that lauren and lauren and jamie listen to me real quick you do not deserve to win this game for just for your vote right there you ruined an all-time great survivor moment by voting for somebody that you we hadn't talked about at all, maybe this is Survivors giving us hour and a half episodes next season. Maybe we'll see more of that conversation. But holy freaking cow, what are they doing? Who are they voting for? Like, all at the minimum, they just split two two, and then Tika three has the power. Like, they literally just ruined their chance of anything. They it made no sense. It gave them no power 
and it gave them no safety. It did nothing. It just wasted their votes. Understand. Um, spin zone me. Spin zone me, Michael. Let me spin those spin zone this one real quick. She she lost her idol. That sucks. First thing that happened with the idol in the episode, she told Carson about it. If she's not going to use this idol at this tribal council, Carson will tell Jam Jam, I think. And then mm. then something will get out and and um she might be kind of like on the block. Second, if this does work, she um she would put a huge target on her back, like saving Carson in a dramatic way. Of course, they would still have majority. And then the last thing is just that um, I think she could spin zone this in Final Tribal to say, this was my like last effort to my Tika tribe to make sure we had majority. I thought that the votes were on Danny. I knew they were on Danny. But like I just could not have anything go wrong. Yeah. And well, it was just absolute, and I needed it. And like I think that's a big play. A hundred percent. And I don't think she should be ashamed by it at all. Like with she, all the she didn't look ashamed. No, with all the information given, she should have made a huge move. Like it's really this falls on Jamie and Lauren. Like if I was Carolyn <laughs> at final tribal, I would be like, listen, I played an idol for my teammate, a move that's incredible. And then I had two dumbasses like <laughs> do a dumbass move. Like I what can I do about that? Like, yeah, Carolyn, great move. Great move. I think it was probably the right move. I do wonder if they told Jamie and Lauren about the idol and that's why they switched their vote. And if they hadn't told them that they would have voted that way and the idol would have been the correct play. I Conjecture, I don't know. But um, it was definitely the right play to play it for Carson because like you said, Bryce, now they've got three Tika versus two and one of the other tribes. So they're locked in yeah. Um, unless they yeah. turn on each other, which in the coming up on Survivor, it looks like might happen to some extent, but regardless it for carolyn's game the way she's been playing she genuinely seems to want to have a tika final three and so she was just progressing that along one step further so i get it i just was upset that it didn't play out in a more dramatic and exciting fashion more than anything yeah 100 percent. I, I wanted the flames i wanted that 10 out of 10 they just teased us with that nine and a half like just give us that last even one more vote. If one, if it was three three, I would have been happy with that. Also, I'm pissed because the freaking birdcage idols were so money from Survivor. Like they nailed that as an advantage. It was so much fun, and none of them came to fruition in a very exciting way. It was, it was a bummer. Like that's they not. Didn't. I I would love to rag on Survivor for advantages and idols more than anything. Don't get me wrong. That is one of my favorite pastimes. But they hit this one out of the park, and it just didn't work out. And that's not on them. So. I give them yeah. a pass here. But what, what I'll say is we might be upset if it did. Like imagine if one of if if like Carolyn or one of these Carson Jam Jam, one of these great players, I just named Tika three, went home <laughs> because one of these idols was played successfully. We'd be pissed that it was put in the game too, you know? Like Yeah. Kind of like two sides to both. It's two sides of the coin. Have a lot of idols and advantages and things going on and nothing really impacts the vote, I think. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that now we're getting to the point where there's so many advantages that like people aren't using them correctly because they're just too afraid to have power on them. And so uh, I don't know, maybe that's nullifying advantages, which is kind of nice. So Ooh. Yeah, think hot take. Think about that. You guys tonight when you're going to bed, think about that. Think about <laughs> how Survivor is adapting. Um, Great episode of Survivor, man. Great season. 
a lot of fun. I, I think I said it a second ago. The two episodes to start the season were a blast. Is a bit of a blur in the middle. We've been locked in every week. I don't none of the episodes stand out a bunch, but then this one, it feels like we're we're picking up some steam for a really fun uh final two episodes. There's only two left. We got final six next week and then final five uh finale the week after. So we big are, finish. We're in the home stretch. It's really exciting. All right. Should we make some well, I guess Harv, you only have one person left. Listen, I appreciate you guys um playing along. Uh <laughs> I kind of wiped the floor a little bit with you, but um, <laughs> we're having a good time and just keeping it going. I only have one person left to pick. Um, I picked Carson last week. He did not go home. So that means I am picking Jam Jam this week. I feel decent about my chances. Um, as we all know, we think there's going to be a couple Tika members in the final three. So hopefully he's safe. Um, who do you guys think is going to go home this did, week? Who said, did anyone say Danny last week? No, um, Harv said Danny the week before. Yeah. Who, who did I say? You last said Danny you the said week Jamie. before, too, and you couldn't yeah, pick Danny again. So you, you said Jamie. Jamie last week. Yeah. yeah. All right. I got Heidi. Um, I want to double down with Heidi, but I'm not going to. Um, I'm going to say, let's throw a Lauren out there. Lauren, if Pretty any cool. of the if any of the Tika three go home, um, either Heidi makes a big idol play or Jam Jam and Car- or and Carson make the biggest blunder in Survivor history. Um, that's who, the only way I see that going. Who has been skating by more, Lauren or Jamie? Neither of them have gotten much attention at all. Uh, Jamie Lauren. had a lot going on in the start, so it will. That's be right. Yeah, yeah, it would. Exactly. Be yeah, um, but they both are awful. Lauren had so much potential, so much potential, man. She I'm just sure. hasn't been in a position to leverage herself very well. Yeah. But I mean, that's what it takes. You got to put yourself in positions to be yeah. successful. What was the Danny quote? It's a game of luck, but you can improve your luck by hard yeah, work. One, one of those, you can improve your chances or something. Yeah. Yeah. And he he's he nailed it. Um, great episode of Survivor. Even better episode of Voting in the Majority. We'll be back again next week. Um, <gasps> with a spoiler? With a spoiler? We have a spoiler for next week's episode. Oh, do we? Oh, Joey Hewitt is going to be making your appearance. Oh Joey yes, Hewitt? very exciting, and also first appearance um, on Spotify. Our first appearance on Spotify. Uh, so far, for those of you uh, binging the old voting in the majority episodes, because we know so many of our future fans will, uh, we have not been <laughs> posting these on Spotify until this week. Uh, there was some logistical errors; had to pay some bills, check out our finances. Things have been sorted out now. Move some um, money around. Move some money around. The way We're my bank good. account is set up, it just, you know. We're not very liquid. We've got a lot of assets um, that are that are not easy to, to access, but uh, we're all good now. And starting this week and then next week will be the first one up live. Um, we're going to start putting these on Spotify. So for those of you who've been through this journey and who are listening to minute uh, 71 of this particular episode uh, that I'm sure no one will ever listen to. Uh, we appreciate you and uh, thanks for being here. If you are listening to this, uh, shoot one of us a text because we know you're uh, you're a real fan and you, you probably got our number. <laughs> <laughs> and if you are listening to this one next week, uh, give Joey Hewitt a lot of shit. Just everything he no, says, make him worst. know that he's, he's wrong. Just let him know. Michael, you got anything? Wrap us up. We'll see you boys next week. Go Dubs.